Hello and welcome to the Chess Cave podcast. Uh, after a you know a little brief break, mm. uh, we sadly didn't do Dominion because we kind of kept postponing it, postponing it. By the time it got into Dominion, it was like it's been a few days. Probably best to wait till yeah. you know you can watch it again. You can watch it again. So I don't mind waiting a day after watching something. It's just it was like three days, and it was like yeah, yeah, no. And obviously then. I got ill, so yay. You were slowly dying. I was slowly dying. <laughs> of tonsillitis. <laughs> so I couldn't speak. Um, so yeah, we are back. Uh, obviously, as usual, I'm your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes. Obviously, a little bit Hayden, aka Lickler, with me mm-hmm. here. Um, and today we're doing something we actually watched yesterday. That's uh, true. Brand new released. Yeah. Elvis. What? That was Elvis. <laughs> it's not Rocket I'll, Man. I watched the wrong film. It's not Rocket Man. <laughs> Calm down, Dan. <laughs> no, Elvis, the 2022 biopic by uh, Baz Luhrmann, is that how you pronounce his name? I can't remember. The guy who did Romeo and Juliet. Mm. The DiCaprio one. Um, Great Gatsby. You know, the DiCaprio one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, recently he did Australia as well, did he? With Hugh Chapman? I could be wrong. I don't quite DiCaprio. And I sadly have run out of uh, like, DiCaprio movies he's done. <laughs> Uh, he did Moulin Rouge as well, so you know he's used to this sort of musical, yeah, you know vibe, and the, obviously, obviously telling the tales that have been told before. Um, so obviously, he's doing Elvis, mm. um, which for me is kind of a big deal because growing up in my family, it's as the one uh, artist you grew up around listening to, like fucking every time mm. you get into uh, your granddad's car is Elvis. Um, I've seen most of his movies. I mean, if you walk out there right now and walk straight towards the, la- the stairs, mm-hmm. there is lo- loads of Elvis movies. Oh. Um, so I, obviously, this is something that as soon as they announced, I was like, okay, so they're gonna have to get this right, or most of my family are probably gonna like crucify the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I haven't asked yet what my uncle thought of it because I, I know he went. As far as I'm aware, he went to watch it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, weird, but on the night, I haven't yet found it. But his like actual response, because obviously he's Elvis mad, so yeah. he'd be someone who like you see slight things like no, no, don't like that, I don't that like oh happen. that that's not right. So I want to, I kind of want to know like his response to that. But my response to it is pretty positive. Um, you know, I haven't seen many biopics. You know, I've seen a few, I've seen a few. You know, Rocket Man, uh, Straight Outta Compton, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. Elvis. Pretty soon, that's maybe all the biopic, music biopics I've ever actually seen. Yeah. So you know, I'm 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 not the biggest like music biopic like oh as soon as one comes out I need to watch that. But obviously, most of like, the big name ones I go okay I'll give that a watch. Most of them I go walk away I go oh, that's pretty good. You know, Rocky Man was a, you know the exception. It was meh. But again, not an Elton John fan. Um, but this is when I walked out of going you know what I really fucking enjoyed myself. Mm. Uh, you know, it's two hours forty, so it's fucking quite a long biopic. I think it's about the same length as the Kurt Russell Elvis biopic yeah. I did in the 70s, which I still need to watch mm-hmm. because he was directed by John Carpenter. He did a non horror film about an Elvis biopic. I still need to fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about as long as the 70s version. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's, it, it, this sort of thing has been touched on before, many times before yeah. uh, from different people. So like, it's a, an interesting, like, fresh eyes take on it. In the modern, obviously, mm. time, which you can tell by watching it, it's very modernized. Oh, definitely. But the fact that they utilize a lot of obviously his music, but then they give it a modernized twist. It's like, different artists, like there's one where Doja Cat was doing a 
cover of his song. Yeah, it's like they merged them all into mm. sort of one, which is quite an interesting technique. So a lot of these obviously biopics, they just straight up just used a normal song. That's it. Yeah. Like I say, Bohemian Rhapsody, they just straight up used the Queen songs. Mm. Rocket Man, they straight up used Elton John songs. Uh, straight up comes and the straight up just obviously mm. utilized obviously the NWA songs. Whereas this, they didn't fully. Yes, they did use a lot of his music, but they did yeah. modernise takes on it, which mm. is something a bit different. I think it's like to show how he inspired all those, like, inspired modern music and how it changed it. So it's something that I didn't expect going to. I just expected them to utilise his, like, normal music. Obviously, just merge, obviously, mm. his old music with, obviously, Austin Butler singing it. So I know he did a lot of the, the singing, obviously, they just merged his voice within, obviously, the Elvis, actually, uh, music itself. Mm. Um... So that was quite uh, different when obviously when I heard the first one, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's a bit different. I kind of like that. It's it's, it's no, so I'm I'm gonna give it a thumbs up there. Mm. Um, but obviously the normal times when it's obviously not like a modernized remix when it's actual obviously Austin Butler's voice merged with Elvis's yeah. voice. It's pretty good as well because obviously Austin Butler does a really good job of bringing Elvis to life. Mm. Um. Because it's one of those things where you look at a lot of artists when they do obviously like biopics of them. Some of them are quite easy to bring to life. Like it's not that difficult to get that sort of character like to life. Mm. Whereas Elvis, it's quite a iconic yeah uh, person. Because um, if you, uh, for example, if you look at like, Stray uh, Compton, the NWA one, they utilized Ice Cube's own son to bring him to life. Mm. So they were able to bring an actual rel- blood relative to actually play that character whereas this it's not that case mm. obviously you have to get someone to try and bring Elvis to life and he really does sound like him a lot of the times which is pretty good and I think he does a really good job especially since obviously the only things I remember from, from his Aliens in the Attic he's not like this massive star yeah he's just, he just did that Tarantino movie yeah. where obviously he played obviously one of the Manson court followers but he's not a massive massive star what's about this You'd think you'd get a massive, massive star like yeah. Aussie Rocketman got uh, Terry Egerton, mm. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got Rami Malek, um, and the MWA got a few obviously well-known obviously stars. Uh, Corey Hawkins, who was that before or after The Walking Dead? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and obviously in general, Ice Cube's son. So you, you know, yeah, mm. it's not he's not a massive star at that point, but you know, he's Ice Cube's son. So people go, oh, okay. Whereas this Austin Butler's not a massive, massive star. And it is a lot of responsibility on the shoulder to like to become Elvis. Mm. And as an Elvis fan, I'd give him a thumbs up on that because he did a really good job. Uh, and obviously, from a non-Elvis fan's perspective, yeah, it's actually quite fun to watch. Like at first, I thought it'd be a little bit boring because I don't really. And so you only went because I went. Care. So I was I like, "Hey, you want you want a ticket? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll go." Sure. Like I don't really. How that much of a care? I was like, I was watch a film. It was actually really good. Like, it was interesting to see how the character evolved throughout the entire film. That the like, rise and fall. Yeah, that the, was quite fun. the rise and fall of obviously mm. Elvis. Obviously, when you first meet him as a kid, even yeah. though he doesn't show you first as a kid, he shows him as an adult. But obviously, from a kid, mm. to this big rock star who dies. Yeah, you can see how like his like environment shaped how his his like, beliefs and like how he he didn't care about like all the race stuff that like a lot of the people around him did yeah like, there's a big thing the reason why people were hating on him because he was basically taking black culture and making yeah it more he's, he's obviously a big modernized. part of black culture yeah 
and they didn't like that. In fact, they attacked him and you could see how he, instead of like backing away from it, like. He wanted to push further into yeah, it. Yeah, he wanted to stay true to himself yeah. instead of doing so, exactly I mean, what. obviously, that's the thing it shows you. It shows you him obviously going to this part of him where he just want to be obviously in the suit, a like normal yeah. suit with a dog, which for some reason. It's like, no, I want to actually you know, wiggle. Mm. And obviously, that's his big thing, which is obviously the funny part of this film is obviously all the women just like gushing over him, just like wiggling <laughs> these legs. And they're all like, oh, there's like, one point you just shows him all throwing underwear on the fucking stage. Mm. All I could think of at that point was a Peter Griffin, uh, one of the, the Beatles. And yeah. uh, he throws his underwear. There's like a massive pair of underwear. Like, uh, I can't remember which Beatles it was. He's like, ah! He's like, sorry, I brought a bike here. <laughs> so I can think of. It's like, going through like a massive pair of bloomers or something. <laughs> or even some men's underwear. It's like, what the fuck? Mm. I, I, do, I do like seeing that. Obviously, how just like these slight things. Obviously, he's moving his legs. Yeah. Because like, a, lot, a lot of obviously singers were doing that at the time. They're just like standing there, which is shown obviously with that first guy. You see that. I can't remember the singer's name. Mm. He's just a basic like, playing guitar, and that was it. Whereas this is someone who's playing guitar, but he's fully like getting involved with the crowd, like yeah. going towards them, dancing. And the idea is, it's something that these the girls at the time they never saw. Yeah, because obviously this is something he's taken from mm. black culture. Obviously, yeah. watching as a kid, obviously seeing a lot of people their movements. Yeah. Uh, so especially with obviously that uh, church scene when he's in that mm. tent. Obviously, obviously gets they're all even, getting they're, the music they're all amped up yeah and, and which is what he does and obviously that's why he hates it when he can't do that so obviously he's yeah. like no screw that I'm doing it and obviously he has that whole comeback tour on stage which obviously mm. is what revived him to everyone and it is pretty cool to watch because it's interesting to watch as well because it's not from his perspective it's obviously yeah. from uh, Colonel Tom Parker obviously played by Tom Hanks in a villainous role because <laughs> uh, obviously even states at the end yeah. Was it how he basically used Elvis for the money. Basically, he was like manipulating him and everything, which is because obviously something you see throughout. Mm. And I like the fact that throughout as well, he's constantly trying to say, "Oh, I didn't kill Elvis," but it's yeah. clearly that you, as you're watching, you're clearly like, you kind yeah. of are. I mean, you're pumping him full of drugs yeah. to keep him away. He, he's basically saying, "I didn't kill Elvis. You lot did with all your love for him." And yeah, like, there's even that whole one. Oh. There's even that whole scene where obviously. Uh, he passes out backstage when he's trying. Yeah. Which you uh, don't fully understand at first because it just shows that quite early on and passed out and yeah, head in the water. Exactly. And he's like, the doctor, get get a needle in him to get him up on that stage, fucking there. Uh, but obviously, mm-hmm. when it fully goes back to that at the end, obviously, it shows him in like a normal conversation before he passes yeah. out. And it's kind of the case of they're like saying, he need, that woman's like, uh, if this was my son, I'd take him to a hospital. Yeah. And um, obviously, Tom Hanks' Colonel Parker looks at, obviously, he's. Elvis' mm. dad is like, what do you want to do? And he sort of look, he, the eyes he gives him, he's sort of like, do what I want. Yeah, do you know what I want you to do? And obviously yeah. he's like, well, I'll get him on stage. He's, he's, he's literally like, to the what doctor, he's like, what can you do for him? And it's the, the, that all that stuff is what's pumped him to take, obviously all these pills he's constantly taking, mm. which ruined his marriage. And obviously eventually drove him to obviously death. Yeah. And it, obviously it is quite interesting to see this from someone else's perspective who's constantly trying to say they're not the one who killed him. Oh, yeah. But you're constantly watching actions where you're like, mm. he kind of is. You're kind of suffocating him. I mean, there's a whole part when everyone around is like, we need an international tour. We need to go yeah. international. Um, basically, because he can't. Uh, J- uh, Japan offered like a, mm. a million dollars um, in Germany or something like that. Yeah, Germany and Japan. 
they offered like a million dollars for like a concert for one night. Yeah. And he's constantly, no, 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 security, security. We can't do he's like, that. He's like, Oh, and he's like manipulating them to the point of, okay, we do like a, a fifteen. A we do a fifteen America? like city tour in the US, yeah. where I can handle security and it'd be fine. And then we'll obviously in that point in time you yeah. can sort of security outside of the US, and obviously at that point where it never happens. And he obviously the only way he gets international is that concert, mm. which obviously is one of the obviously most famous Elvis moments. Obviously, the concert broadcast worldwide. Yeah. Um, that's the only time he really goes international but yeah it, it is really interesting to watch and I like how the ending starts with obviously Austin Butler as Elvis and it merges into yeah. the footage of actual Elvis's last sort of performance before he died and you see that from the, you, when you first see his first performance at the start when he's fully like into it mm. and to see that basically Wreck of a man that can't even stand, stand up. Mm. Someone's having to hold a microphone for him. It's like, but he's still, you know, like trying to give his best as he can. Yeah, and it is interesting, obviously, to see <coughs> this last stage. Yeah, before obviously he passed away. And I like as well. There's not a beam wraps he does. It shows him before he died, but it doesn't show him die. It just puts it on the screen yeah. saying. Such and such, he passed away at this point in memory of him. Mm. So I like that it doesn't actually like this body show him basically just die because I could have just had him on the toilet and stuff. Yeah, because the girl's dead. But no, they just obviously said that he died and obviously then showed a lot of his footage, which is pretty mm. nice. Um, before obviously merging into obviously one of his songs, which is a really nice way to end the film. Yeah. But it, doesn't, it didn't feel like it was Terrence Forte. A lot of films sometimes drag. But I didn't feel like this fully dragged. Mm. Yeah, there's some moments maybe, but it it went by quite quick. Yeah. I mean, Ashram was what ten, 10 in the morning. We got in there at ten past ten. Yeah. Cough cough. Um. And what we got out there for? We finished about one something like that. Mm. It went. It flew by pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, like we didn't even need like food or drinks. No, it just it, it flew by. Well, we didn't have time. Yeah, but like at the time, we we were too focused on watching the actual film. Damn, we didn't have the time to get stuff. Yeah. Because someone but... slept in. <laughs> someone does an 11 hour night sleep, uh, shift and it's fine. Someone gets sleep, doesn't wake up. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this one, I, I, I was almost like going to skip it. Mm. But then I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go watch it. Elvis fan. I kind of want to see what it's like. I mean, I could wait for the, the Blu-ray release and just watch it at home. Which in what a couple of months' time? Yeah, I was just like, you know, fuck it. I've got nothing to do on a Saturday. I'll go and fucking watch it. Mm, I think I think we needed to watch it in cinema though, because like there was moments like with the music where the bass were like. Yeah, it, it, biopics, uh, especially music. Mm. Some films have to be watched in cinema for the mu- obviously the music to come through properly. Yeah, that's true. Like Dune, uh, I regret watching that just on the Blu-ray. Mm. I wish I went to watch that. In cinema, uh, I say Blu-ray, digital. I meant digital because I said I brought it. That summer, I went, as soon as I finished watching, I was like, it was good, but I feel like that would have been better on a big screen definitely. with the sounds and everything. Mm. And this is one that I'm definitely glad I checked out on a big screen rather than mm. in the confident mode home because it's, it is pretty good. Um. I think the cinematography is pretty good as well. It's, oh, it's not like your basic cinematography. There's a lot of like really cool moments. Experimental. Yeah, like, re- 
is that whole bit when he's like singing Viva Las Vegas, which mm. obviously isn't sort of realistic. He's on the bus and the bus is going around and everything. But, but that was like a really cool like moment in their way of utilizing another one of his iconic yeah. songs. Because I could just had him pl- singing it in one of his concerts as they were doing with a lot of the songs, but they didn't. They did like a weird like segment of him like on the back of a bus and like going around like tending, pointing out who people are and everything and high five and like it, that was pretty cool. Mm. There's just a few other like really cool shots within the movie, which as I say a lot of biopics were just done like a normal sort of shot that like, made it look realistic, whereas this didn't. It did a lot of shots where it was kind of not realistic, yeah, but it works to. Um, get the umph going because obviously it's the director's sort of direction of it because I know he mm. does a lot of really cool stuff um, so that sort of works for this movie for being mm. this sort of uh, you know popping yeah very sort of a uh, rocking type movie mm. like if it was just basic cinematography it might have just been a bit air but these sort of moments like catch your eyes and go oh yeah. that's that's, that's, that's think- like, cool. as a person like who's very stylized like had very yes stylized the word after so that's what the whole film is very like yeah style very flashy but also very like not in a very like cheap way like it feels like what you would expect an elvis presley film to be you know very unique shots because he was a unique person so it's like yeah, I like, I like as well with the, the shots a lot. There's quite a mm. few shots where they managed to mer- like slowly merge them into, like, make them look old. Yeah. Like, it's not fully like, actual shots of Elvis from almost years ago. They just like, sort of merge it to make it look like it was being filmed back then, when yeah. it obviously, obviously like it was. Like, mm. it, you can that just slowly, you can slow, it slowly transitions into that graininess. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it doesn't feel like badly transitioned. It feels really well Mm. That you you notice, yes, that's the point. You notice, you need to notice it and go, oh yeah, that's like shot like really old, which is yeah. pretty cool. So that, I I did like a lot of those sort of shots because a lot of them are when he's obviously touring, obviously and obviously just going city to city. It sort of mm-hmm. transitions into these sort of old shots just to showcase obviously the different tours he's on, which is pretty good. Um, I think the supporting cast are pre- really good in this as well. Mm. Um, they all feel like the they deserve to be there. They all feel uh, like they're enhancing the story more. Obviously, the only pl- obviously plays his mom. She does yeah. a really good job of obviously trying to keep him down to earth, and at the same time, sort sort of supporting him until the point obviously she passes away and obviously mm. just destroys him and gives Tom Hanks an excuse to try and worm his way even more into his mind. And yeah, it's like, oh, I'll do what your mom did for you. Yes. Yes. And then basically destroy you as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're the whole point. This has happened because you were like, oh, put him in the army. And that's what kind of led his mom to drink, 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 and then die. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't know which parts I sort of, I've kind of twisted a bit. Because obviously some parts are probably twisted, so they're not fully, like, factual. So I don't... Yeah. I, off the top of my head, I don't know which parts are and which some parts are. dramatised. Yeah. But most... Pixar, there's usually some moments where it's mm-hmm. like that didn't happen like that, but it was very similar. So I don't know exactly that. Yeah. Again, that's when my uncle might come in and he'd, he'd know, yeah, that's not real. That did mm-hmm. happen, that didn't happen. This did happen, but slightly different. But obviously, I don't know that. But it, obviously, from my perspective, watching it, obviously, you're just watching basically Tom Hanks' coach just destroys his entire yeah. family and everyone around, like pushing everyone away. Uh, until the point, obviously, they get new people in to try and 
get Elvis back into the stage. Obviously, you get the guy mm. from fucking Stranger Things and Power Rangers, Dakin Montgomery. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going, I'm running basically this like, Christmas special, but we don't do Christmas special. That's shit. Um, mm. We weren't doing actual performance, and obviously, he managed to persuade him to do the actual performance on the stage. So he comes out and does all his performance, pissed off everyone because it's not the Christmas special. Yeah. But obviously, everyone around loves mm. it. And then I love with that, though. And he's like, he's obviously Elvis is talking. He's like, oh, everyone loved it. And obviously Tom Hanks' character is like, they only, they, that's all fake. That was, there's applause things mm. going. Obviously they're just doing that because they're being told to, but they're not. They actually yeah. are really into you this can, performance. You can tell the difference. Because at the start when they actually were like, yeah, they're, they're, they're applauding as they're like, it says to applaud. Yeah, because that guy was saying, oh, uh, yeah, it. applause. Just uh, Okay, when it comes yeah. on, show us an applause. And everyone's just like, but when it's actually happening, they're fully like, like it was a proper concert. focus on him. I do like that. I do like as well that whole bit when it's like, oh yeah, you're performing it tomorrow. And they're sort of like, okay, okay. And uh, it comes out, it sets it all up, it's all the Christmas things. And he's yeah. like, oh yes, you all listen to me. Thank this you very Christmas. much. And he's like, cue the sign. And uh, Elvis comes walking out, the big ass Elvis sign. And yeah. the iconic shot, mm. obviously, which you can see a lot of pictures of. The big Elvis behind him. And he's there, obviously, performing. Obviously, uh, his song. And then Tom Hanks is like, getting really pissed off. <laughs> Uh, but I do like the way they've got the makeup, so you can't like, you, you can only take Tom Hanks by the face. Yeah. But they've done a really good like body transformation of him to make mm. him look like this character, which is pretty cool. Sometimes it, it doesn't work. It, it kind of reminds me of um, Penguin and the Batman. Mm. But obviously that you can't really tell. It's Colin Farrell. Uh, mm. Oh, I get confused with Farrell and Firth. Um, can, you, can you both change your last name so there's not an F in one of them? Um... <laughs> Kind of reminds me of that, but obviously this time you can sort of tell it's Tom Hanks. But I feel like Tom Hanks got that iconic face where oh, yeah. no matter what you fucking do, you can sort of go, "Yeah, yes, yeah, Tom Hanks." <laughs> got that iconic, perfect face. <laughs> um, I know he's very—he looks very perfect at the start of this movie when he's just like that whole, yeah, that whole carnival scene when he's like trying to twitch him on the back. He's uh, slowly him cornering his face. The moment when he corners him in the fucking hall of mirrors. Um, and the start when he's watching on the fucking stairs of his family he's having this moment like, this really nice moment together and he's just there watching like, mm, he's like come on me on the ferris wheel and we'll slowly go oh we stopped are you talking <laughs> but it, it is quite cool, uh, interesting obviously because even on that mm. bit obviously later on where he's, 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 he's got him to perform at this fucking like uh, this place like, for, I think it's like six weeks or something like that it's like mm. this hotel so like, just opened uh, you're going to be like the headline to draw people in. Mm. And obviously you end up obviously like, talking to the guy who owns it and fucking he's coming up with his, all these plans and he's like, oh, you bring him back each year and I'll give you all this fucking money. So I'll get rid of your gambling debt. This yeah, he's like, it'll be wiped clean. You get mm. even like unlimited chips. And it's the point of uh, then him, like, so that's, that's the point where Elvis is like, okay, I'm going international now. And he's obviously mm. then doing this persuasion of, no, you're doing this. And then you're coming back here, and it's like for five, is it like four or five years? Something like that? Five years. Basically, he's like. And then the last one, he, he, yeah. he's like kind of drunk. Fuck you. And he's kind of basically just having a go at him. And he's like, because uh, he's calling Colonel Sanders at some point. Sort of I that. think so. And he's like, oh, I meant Tom Parker. And he's like, I've, and he's like I, you're fired. Mm. And like, fully has a go at him. And then obviously, he's, he sort of worms his way back in by saying, oh, you fire me, you owe me all this fucking money. Like mm. millions he's like you find me you owe me this and uh, then <laughs> like stupid things like oh the gas for 
the drive to the, the place at the start. Yeah. Like, all these like these little tiny things that just mount up to like, this ridiculous amount of money. Like eight million. I think it was about eight million yen. At that point, mm. obviously, it's like, oh, you, you'd be bankrupt. You'd be fucked. Um, but that was his sort of way of trying to worm his way back into it. Mm. Um, and obviously, eventually, this, this led to him basically just popping the pills and just fully going. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was pretty cool. It, it is interesting to see the rise and fall of these like, iconic people, the ones you grew up listening to. Mm. Obviously, Freddie Mercury, obviously Queen, the biopic for that. It's interesting to see his rise from no, nothing to his fall. And obviously, uh, the case with this, where he rose from basically living in the part of the town where mm. there's basically no white people but he's engulfed within that culture. Yeah. And unlike most people, he'd be really racist. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's basically befriended everyone. He knows a lot, pretty much everyone in the area. Obviously, everyone yeah. knows him. He, he likes that culture. He feels more, yeah. more at home. And the point when he goes back there and everyone's like high five and shaking his hands, like mm. congratulating him. He signed autographs for all of them. Obviously, this is his culture now. And it's interesting that rise from that that point there mm. to obviously he's fall from obviously the top with the drugs. Um so that is obviously I, I enjoyed obviously it's sad to see, mm. but it's enjoyable at the same time to get just to get that knowledge. because uh, obviously most things that are sad to see are enjoyable because you get that knowledge of it, like, okay, yeah. this is what happened. Oh, okay. That is pretty sad. But now I've got this knowledge of it, mm. so that I, I, that's that's pretty. Makes you appreciate them more. Yeah, it makes you appreciate mm. them more. And I say it's interesting to see from not from his perspective, from someone else's, mm. and the, all those cool shots when it's from that perspective. I've seen the casino, but that obviously this in his mind clearly he's, he's like dying. So. Yeah, he's mm. in that casino. Obviously, he's putting his money in the machines constantly. Um, so that's his way of worming himself back in at one point, wasn't it? Because he had that heart attack. Mm. And that was his way of worming himself back into the, obviously Elvis's career. Mm. It's like, oh, I had this heart attack. Can we do this, please? Mm-hmm. Like that. It's it's just interesting to see how one person can basically just from just a few words just mm. corrupt someone into doing something like like for basically nothing. That that is pretty interesting to see. Um, I I think they did a good job with other costumes as well. Mm. Matching obviously the classic Elvis jumpsuits and everything. All the looks. Mm. Obviously, that's one thing you need to get right if you're doing Elvis biopic is his jumpsuits because they're his iconic things. Uh, his most iconic sort of look is the jumpsuits yeah. and the hair, and I think they did a really good job of capturing that. Um, I liked as well that they didn't show away from pointing out the fact that he did get to Hollywood and they showed a lot of footage. Well, mm. I, 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 I think they pretty, some of that footage as well was merged between actual footage and new shot footage, mm. which is pretty cool. But like the fact that they didn't show away from fully go like because they could have just focused heavily on the music and just like pointed out, oh, he did this. But they didn't. They yeah. showed the fact he went to the army. They showed the fact that mm. he came back and was a movie star. Uh, they showed the fact that his it basically his movie star career basically went a bit washed up, yeah, out the window. Because I mean, mm. he was going to do the Star Is Born. Uh, which obviously nowadays got remade with Lady Gaga. It was mm. obviously going to do that version of that back then. Obviously, that never happened. Uh, and it, it was obviously showing then back to music before his career fully went because he died. 
Mm. So it is interesting to see the obviously how much stuff he actually did. Obviously, not just the music, but everything he did. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah. Um, what else have I got? Yeah. Um, I think I've pretty much covered most mm. of what I wanted to say. It's, it's just a fun. It's a fun movie to watch, and it's definitely one of the bi- top bi- biopics out there. Mm. Thanks to obviously the direction of the obviously the director. I think they chose the right director to do it. Obviously, he hasn't done anything since The Great Gatsby mm. in, like, 2013. This is his first movie back since then. But, obviously, he still has this record of, obviously, well-known films from Juliet, Gatsby, Moulin Rouge. Mm. Um, so I think he did Australia. I'm pretty certain he did that. Um, I think he did one more, which, obviously, something they plugged throughout the trailers for this at the <laughs> end. It was, like, the guy who reinvented Shakespeare, the guy who reinvented the classic... And the yeah. guy who reinvented musicals. Like they, they plugged that in like the later trailers for this. Mm. It's Warner Brothers, of course, are gonna fucking try and plug stuff that, that <laughs> they probably didn't have any sort of control over. Look at the fucking suicide squad from the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. You didn't do that though. You plug in a Marvel yeah. movie here. <laughs> Warner Brothers don't plug anything. Um But yeah. I think I've pretty much covered anything. It's just a mm-hmm. fun, fun biopic that's very informative. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? I don't know. Very heartwarming yet sad. A bit of sweet, just sweet film. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, then let's go to the ratings yeah. then. So, uh, if I was to give this a rating, hmm, I was I was debating after I watched it when I was on the bus ride back. I was there debating, what do I give this? Um, I don't think it's a ten out of ten. I'm not gonna give it a ten. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that sort of person who's just like. Yeah, I'm not going to be you going, oh, it's because it's this. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I'm not going to. I think it's quite high. Mm. So I'm going to give it a golden leg, which is a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, for basically an amazing movie. I don't think, as I, said, I don't think it's that 10 just correctly. Mm. Uh, but I think it's very close. Yeah, I'd agree. 9. I'd say 9 because it didn't have Dora. I'd pop it for 10, you know. Maybe some Jeff Goldblum. That would, that would See, add to it. this this is what this, but... this is this is the shit I have to deal with. Gives it ten out of ten because it's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Wouldn't you? Clearly, I haven't. <laughs> well, you know, dreadful. So okay, it's very simple. Then it gives it a chat cave, the chat cave uh, overall mm. of nine out of ten, or golden, <laughs> which makes sense because gold records makes sense. There we go. Um, okay then. Uh, MVP time. I think it's pretty simple, yeah. isn't it? It's Austin Butler as Elvis. Yeah, definitely. He, he does a really good job of bringing this character. Uh, if he was not right, I'd say if if I'm gonna say if they didn't get him right, then it would definitely be bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that one uh, a couple of years. Was it a couple of years ago? I can't remember. Um, I think it's Elvis and Nixon. It's literally the film just based on that fucking conversation, that picture of uh, Elvis talking to Nixon, which mm. this doesn't actually mention, which is yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, they did an entire film just because, just on that one picture where they had Michael Shannon, the guy who played General Zod, play Elvis, and Kevin Spacey played Nixon. Yep, it wasn't the greatest movie, um, and I don't think anyone's really captured that Elvis properly. But I think I've been told Kurt Russell did a really good job in the seventies. Mm. Uh, I've been told he did really good. 
So I need to check that one. Uh, but I think Austin Butler did a really good job. And as you say, if that wasn't correct mm-hmm. and that wasn't enjoyable, then this film would literally be in the shitter. Definitely. Because if he wasn't like, didn't have that voice or the look mm. or the the movements, I feel like it definitely would have been such a bad like before, uh, biopic. But he was spot on in every way possible. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go Austin Butler as Elvis. Um, Runner-up. Mm. I think there's only one of a runner-up. That was ma- mainly plugged in the face, which is obviously Tom Parker, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Tom Hanks. I mean, it's weird seeing him play a villain. But also very right. It, it, it's very it's very weird because so growing up you used to seeing him like as this sort of the main good guy the main good guy mm. the, the the family friendly sort of character the nice guy the nice guy basically yeah as you say but like an actual nice guy he tended to be right <laughs> um so it's mm. it's interesting to see this transformation mm. to the villainous character the character that scumbag it, it basically yeah scumbag like when you first start meeting him, he's not fully like this scumbagish character, but it's as soon as he gets that taste of money, money and fame. Because obviously, when you first meet him in that one scene, the, the t- obviously when he's with that musician, the musician's son is the guy of X Men, isn't it? Yeah, Nightcrawler. Um, when you first meet him with them, he's not too bad. He's his normal bloke. But then when he, uh, when Elvis starts to become successful and he tastes that money a lot mm. more, that's when he starts evolving to this guy who's like. You need me, basically, or else you're not gonna go anywhere. Mm. Like the, the whole scene of him, like saying, "Oh, we're gonna make this a family business," and he's worming his way in with words that he's heard that family say, like just to get them to agree to it. Like he says that one thing to obviously his mom, um, saying he's got the strength for like two people, which mm. is something he overheard her say because obviously it talks about obviously Elvis's twin, he obviously died in the womb, um, and he uses these words to manipulate. Them and he's like, oh, your dad can be like your your manager, and he's worming mm. his way in with this stuff. And it's that point when he fully becomes like this scumbag character, and he, Tom Hanks does a really good job at becoming a scumbag character. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's obviously there's, there's no one else you can really give it to because those are the t- those are your two main characters really. Everyone else is yeah they they push the film forward and stuff they do, but none of them really shine over anyone else. Yeah. They're all at least evenish. Those are the only two that the movie pushes heavily, which makes sense because mm. it's about Elvis and it's about Tom Parker manipulating yeah. him. Yeah, the so one it, causing the problem. It makes sense it being Elvis your MVP and Tom Parker as your runner-up. So that makes yeah. that does kind of make sense. Um, okay, so favorite moment. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, for people who don't know, obviously this whole thing's a spoiler anyway. There's a, there's a lecture scene where Elvis is like singing, and for some reason decides to deep throat the mic for one moment, which we both found <laughs> hilarious. Um, oh, I'm trying to think now. Which one I would say is my favourite moment? I might have to say when he comes out in front of the big Elvis sign, mm. when uh, it's all dark and the thing is all the Christmassy stuff, and he comes out. In front, and it has that iconic shot. Yeah, I might have to say that because that's like just an iconic shot, and it's all part of like this really good like comeback, mm. obviously moment when on the stage, and obviously he's playing sort of really iconic ones, and he has that, and he comes out singing that, and he's singing like a really nice somber song, because mm. doesn't that all come from um, it's that like guy gets shot, isn't it? Because yes. there's a lot of moments when he talks, obviously his reaction to famous people getting shot, obviously Martin mm. Luther King, when he hears obviously him getting shot, yeah. 
and he's, he's he kind of breaks down, and in that oh, I can't remember the other guy. I, was, I can't remember his name. Top of my head, but obviously that one. Guy, like Kennedy. Someone like that. Um, obviously gets shot as well. Obviously, he's another iconic thing mm. to Elvis. Um, and it, they're kind of like this has everything to do with us. And obviously, Tom Hanks is like this doesn't. There's nothing to do with us. Get back on that stage and get working. Yeah. And they're all like having this morning moment, and he's like trying to force them back to work. Mm. Uh, and obviously, he comes back with this like really nice, heartwarming song. I just can't remember off the top of my head. It's been a day. It's been a day, but he comes back like a really like heartwarming moment. So I might mm. have to. I'm gonna have to just go with that because it's just iconic. I'd say the first time he sings on stage. When he's like, when he's really nervous, he's really nervous, and that guy's and like, like, "Hey, you get your hair cut, piss, yeah, yeah and it, piss it at him, yeah." And then he actually properly sings brilliant and all that. Yeah, so he, he probably like go, goes for it. Mm. Like, That's all right, mom. He's like fully going for it, yeah. and all like, and all the women start getting into it. that whole like Screaming. scene of showing them all slowly like getting into it. that one. Woman, he's like, <laughs> he's the record label manager. She yeah. just like fully screams and all like. And he's like heavily focused on that one woman who's there trying like not to scream. Not to, and and you got like, Tom Hanks' character there talking about, oh, she's like the forbidden fruit in front of her, mm. and eventually she like, fully goes into it. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. In the the hayride, wasn't it? That's what it, when the play this was called, the yes. hayride. Mm. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Um, oh, here's a question for the audience. Mm. Uh, what's your favorite Elvis song? Very interesting one. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of like obscure ones, and there's a lot of yeah. mainstream ones. Uh, me personally, just because I grew up heavily on it, would probably be Viva Las Vegas because that's the one mm-hmm. I want. I, apparently, when I used to sing it as a kid, I used to call it Bieber Las Vegas, Bieber Las Babus. I, I couldn't say the V or the L, so I used to like just replace it with B's. So either that or. Just because it's like a big part of uh, the Lilo and Stitch movies, um, Burning Love. Mm. Those are the two like big ones for me. Obviously, there's some other really big ones: Suspicious Mind, Hound Dog. Um, I learned some tonight. Yeah. Um, there's, there's there's such a, a fucking massive list I could go through of iconic ones, but it's either gonna be Viva Las Vegas for me or Burning Love. It's those mm. two at the top. Um, I know you can't answer that really because you're not a big. The one that's on Just Dance. That's what I know. Is that, that Viva Las Vegas? Thing. No. Uh, Which one's on Just Dance? I can't remember. That's the problem. I was trying to remember it. I was like, I cannot remember what it's called. I swear, that's Viva Las Vegas on Just Dance. No, it was something else. Just Dance. Mm. That has rock, maybe? No. No. Let's conversation. That one. Oh. Little less conversation, a little more action, please. That's the one I remember. So there's, so there's three obvious songs on there. It's just a little less conversation, you remember? Uh, that's one from Turner's Green Turtles, isn't it? The second one, Casey Jones. Hopefully. And the turtles are in the PlayStation, mm. and uh, they're trying to break in. Still the, the, the fucking the ooze. That's the song they play over the top of that. Uh. That's the song that they utilise a lot of times in like heist sort of movies. Don't know mm. why. Um. Okay, so yeah, um, do you have any questions in general? If uh, if you've seen Elvis, uh, what's your thoughts on it? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy yeah. it? Um, what do you think of uh, Austin Butler's performance as Elvis? They get get it right, they get mm. it wrong. Yeah, usual shit like that. Um, I think that basically covers everything up. 
really want to say. Mm. Um, it's just a fucking fun film to watch. Um, <laughs> you'll be you'll be uh, enjoying the next few weeks of uh, movies that I've picked out, Hayden. Oh, will I? Uh, yep. Uh, for the next like month uh, till the end of August, I've got like a massive slate of really good films to cover. Because obviously, it's just easier for me and obviously Hayden to do a lot of these podcasts than it is to try and get mm-hmm. Connor. Obviously, I'm going to try and get him back every now and again. Uh, obviously, and again, every now and again, we might do a normal talking based podcast, so it's not a review. Obviously, like me and Connor used to do. But obviously, I've, it's, I've just got a, a slate of movies that I kind of want to cover, which obviously you'll enjoy the idea of covering. Mm. So, obviously, I just want to do them first. So, I'm not going to say what they are. You have to tune in next week to find out what it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye.